welcome everybody to uh, this episode of Liberation Lectionary, where each week we get together to explore the readings for the upcoming Sunday from a liberation theology perspective, uh, the readings according to the Revised Common Lectionary. Um, my name is Jamie Edwards Acton, and I am an Episcopal priest and a part-time, full-time troublemaker, somewhere in between there, um, and with me as always. What's up, friends? Hey, Francisco Garcia, also an Episcopal priest, and I wish I had more time these days to be a troublemaker. I'm not getting in enough trouble these days, um, but I'm a PhD student and trying to get this thing done. All right. Yeah, you get Francisco gets very restless, uh, you know, if he's not getting arrested. So, um, you know, we're gonna have to fix that. So maybe it could be part of your summer vacation or something, Francisco. Um, All right. <laughs> This week, we're taking a look at Mark 12, 38 through 44, um, a, a well-known, often misunderstood passage. And uh, Francisco is going to start us off by reading the text for us. Okay. As Jesus taught, he said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses, and for the sake of appearance, say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Jesus. <laughs> well, Francisco, um, yeah, this reading is kind of broken down into um, two, you know, two scenes here. Uh, probably didn't have to move very far, uh, you know, in these, you know, in these two scenes. Right. Probably could happen in the very same place. But, um, but there's kind of two, like, movements here, I guess, uh, to this passage. Um, and, and again, just to remind people, we've been traveling uh, with Jesus and the disciples and those others going on the journey on the way. Um, and now he's in Jerusalem. Okay. So now he has made it. Uh, this is where his, you know, his life and ministry, everything's going to come to a, you know, kind of culminate uh, crescendo on the cross. And, uh, um, and so he's kind of, um, he's making his, his final arguments here. I think we mentioned that last time, right? He's making his uh, final arguments. And here he's really criticizing the kind of the how what what the you know how the whole kind of religious scribal system culture is set up uh how it is uh it's uh, set up to uh you know it's to privilege the few and to oppress the majority of folks especially those who are most marginalizing community and um and he's going it's a full-blown critique um, and I think that, um, 
that's yeah. I want to I don't want to just step all over what you're going to say. So um, I'm going to turn it back to you, Francisco, and let you get going, and then we'll do what we do. Yeah. Well, um, you were going to be like the you don't want to be like those preachers who say long prayers, do you? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I love that. Line. That's right. I love that line. I mean, just as an aside, right? Uh, it's so great. I mean, and especially the combination, they devour widows' houses, like, wow. Like how yeah. evil or how wrapped up in an oppressive system, right? Do you have to be to devour widows' houses, right? What's the equivalent of that? And for the sake of appearance, say long prayers. Yep. <laughs> so uh, just the, the, the creative critique, I think that comes both from Jesus and obviously the gospel, the writer of the gospel of Mark, you know, and how Jesus is, is, is sort of depicted, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this this passage can be um, misused or misunderstood or sim not not seen in its complete context, you know. So it's on one level, you know, it, it you know it can be it's it's a danger to use this for stewardship, right? Um, which many churches will do. <laughs> um, and, and and big time, big right? time danger, right? And how many times? Yeah, that's you know. So we could we could spend a whole you know episode talking about that right how the the and you know you've talked about this in past episodes where your 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 understanding of stewardship as someone who's leading a church is probably very different than others right where we're not you know you know pushing people to give out of their poverty you know um, but like take care of your 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 most important needs first because God wants you to be well at home too you know God wants you to to, to have the means to provide for your family, to have, uh, you know, food on your table, to have shelter, um, you know, and not to be struggling to survive. So it's a danger to think that Jesus is, is, is using the woman as a way to say, everybody, you know, especially the most marginalized and poor, give out of that, and that's your reward, you know, that's for your reward in heaven. But what he is, I think what he is trying to do is kind of articulate both, like, to point out that this woman is incredibly like, um, you know, to lift up the stories and the lives of the poor, um, right? Mm -hmm. And put them again, front and center in the gospel, the same way yeah. that Mark has throughout passages. And, and, and to contrast that with the folks who have incredible wealth and the yeah. kind of oppressive system that creates the kind of situation that results in this poor widow. So what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think she's the protagonist in this passage, um, but she's not the heroine, right? So she's not the, she's not the one we are to model. Uh, she's uh, because she's a victim in this, uh, in this uh, structural, you know, in this social, religious social structure uh, that demands this of people, right? That demands that someone who has so little, I mean, the, co the coin she gives is the smallest possible coin in Greek. I, it's called like lepta or something like that. But I read it's the smallest coin possible, right? And so, and that's everything she had, right? So that's not, it's, uh, it is, I mean, she is, you know, um, an amazing person, but I, it's not, not someone that we are to emulate, you know what I mean? In our, or not a practice, right? Because it's, it's ultimately not about her, right? It's the system that's on trial. And it's the it's the and it's the beneficiaries of that system who are on trial here. And it feels like a trial, right? Where Jesus sits and he's he like takes a seat and he observes, right? 
this temple uh, tax system. And, um, and so he's looking at the whole thing and, and points out this widow, um, you know, that she gives from, you know, everything that she has uh, because she's obligated to, right? Because that's what this, that's what the, the values of this faith uh, are they instead of looking out for the widows and orphans right and those who are poor and oppressed and taking care of them they they rather uh, they they instead make them jump through these religious hoops right and um and then uh and so they've they've lost their you know the scribes and the fairs they've lost their way here they have they uh they've become you know the their own scriptures you know, they've forgotten the priorities, right, of their own scriptures. I think Jesus is trying to say, I just want to go back to this, you know, the, about devouring widows' houses, that it's, I don't think that's just like metaphor. I think that's, um, that's actual, you know, the, the, a widow typically would, you know, their, if they had a, ha a house, if their husband died, the temple would, you know, kind of take over conservatorship uh, of it, right? And, and then, but it was supposed to be set up because you know to help take care right of the person but then obviously we can see here how jesus is saying you know they actually exploited that and then you know would it be a double whammy for someone who lost their spouse right that now that they're losing their homes right their resources everything they have to their name so yeah yeah and i think it is important that we lift up that the fact that you know just the the reality of this poor widow's life and 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 um i think hold intention her her agency um her, her her humanity and how she is um uh made a victim by this oppressive system you know yeah mm -hmm. and, and just kind of like just you know there there isn't an easy resolution um you know in, in this passage, but I think what it, it kind of invites us to um, is to think about um, just sort of like the, what it's like to live in this kind of situation, even in our context and time, right? Or about the, right. the you know, the, 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 the precarious nature of, of living, um, you know, in, in systems that squeeze um, out our labor and don't, you know, show us the dignity that, mm -hmm. you know, we deserve. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, think about what's happening right now, you know, with, um, you know, what some, you know, one side people are talking about the great resignation and the other side, we're talking about massive labor activity and strikes, you know, mm -hmm. but somewhere, um, you know, there's, there, there, there's a situation almost where people are like, we're not, we're not going to take it anymore, you know, on one level or another. Um, so what, what, what kind of situation would, what, what kind of options does someone who has been, um, unemployed or underemployed have, you know, to exercise their power or their agency, you know, right. so this makes me think about that. Yeah. And it, it, the passage also makes me think, um, about, you know, you know how, like, you know, folks might not know, but I, I am, uh, very involved in making social enterprise happen and, and kind of talking about it, teaching about it for other churches and stuff like that. And my motivation for getting into that, for into social enterprise, because as you know, Francisco, I'm not a 
born capitalists. Uh, let's just leave it at that. And uh, but it's uh, I do uh, I was frustrated when I started when I was first rector here at this church at St. Stephen's in Hollywood, 22 and a half years ago, uh, that um, the, the, the system of the church is in, inherently, uh, you know, works against poor communities, right? Because the model, the benefactor system of the church where we have like the stewardship and stuff like that, it's, you know, and if everyone, the, 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 the lingo or the, the teaching is if everyone can just give 10%, We'd be great. Well, that's not the case. If uh, you know, it's not the case. We definitely wouldn't be equal, right? There, the equity would be out the window. Um, and if you're in a poorer community, ten percent, which people are encouraged to give, right? In poorer communities, even when they give that, you know, general kind of give that kind of generosity, it doesn't add up to enough, as you know, Francisco, right? You worked in the same community. It doesn't add up to the same to hire clergy, to have, you know, money for ministry, to all that. So the, the church, unfortunately, is a microcosm of the larger society, right? And I think that we miss, we miss out, uh, we miss an opportunity when to push back against that, you know what I mean? Because um, you've actually worked at a church too, which is on the other end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, where people give 2% and they have more than they know what to do with. Right. And so uh, so it's 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 frustrating. My own personal experience has been frustrating in the church. But I think that this passage speaks to it. I think Jesus is it has that similar kind of frustration. Right. That he sees not, you know, as the church and society is probably the lines are more blurred back then. You know, so it's like kind of one in the same. But I think he's trying to point out with like, you know, to put the same kind of expectations right on those who have nothing. Right. And then, and well, they're not, they're not applying the same expectations because if they were applying the same expectations, the rich guy would have been putting tons and tons and tons of coin, you know, but so it's clear that they're not applying equally, right, um, the expectations, but it's, um, but somehow we, when we talk about it or teach about it, right, we're all, we're just giving, because we talk about percentages and ties and all that stuff, that it makes it sound like it's equitable and it's not. And so, um, uh, I think that this is an indictment of that in our current reality too. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jesus again, in, in his fashion is, is critiquing um, the economic paradigm um, of his day and how the dominant practice of his, of, of religion is wrapped up in that, you know, in that economic and political paradigm, which leads to, um, you know, this, this situation um, where a poor widow exists the way that she does, you know, um, and um, for those that want to read, uh, who want to, who like to get into the, you know, nitty gritty of this stuff and kind of want to read cutting edge, like New Testament studies about these things, um, uh, a Korean, um, a theologian, Korean-American theologian uh, um, in the feminist and, and sort of liberationist tradition, Jin Young Choi, um, wrote a chapter about this very story. Like, and so we can't, you know, go over this whole thing, but it's a really great read. Um, and it's called People's Money, Women's Precarious Life and Empire. And so she really articulates, you know, tries to humanize the story, this this widow. Um, and, and neither say, again, she... Um, let's let's hear her story, right? And why does Jesus center her 
in this passage, right? Um, as a critique of the system and, um, but also balanced, you know, she's not entirely, you know, she's, she's in, in a marginalized position, but also let's give her her humanity back too, you know? Yep. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to read that myself. So you'll dig it right on. Um, well, I, I, I mean, I'm already kind of breathed fire on this. Uh, so I'm not sure what else. I mean, it's pretty clear to me that this is, uh, again, Jesus is just, you know, he, 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 this is the, he's, he, this is the coming to the end. Right. And he knows it and he knows what he's got to do. And he's not pulling any punches. And once he steps out, you know, the next is just going to, he's going to, he's going to criticize this scene, right? And this aspect of temple practices. And the next scene in chapter 13 is going to be outside the temple. He's going to face the temple, just like he's facing the treasury now. And he's going to take on the bigger, he's going to critique the bigger, you know, picture. And, uh, and as we know that that's going to be part of what gets him, you know, uh, in hot water and ultimately uh, caught, you know, is contributes to his, his death and or his murder or his you know and um so um i think i've said all that i can say i do think that it's upon anybody who's listening to us i would encourage them to just not uh, not take that you know traditional um approach right uh i was you know i was gonna say that traditional bourgeois approach right the, through the bourgeois lens of uh that this is somehow a you know kind of model uh for faithfulness and for generosity and stuff like that i just think that is does a disservice uh to this woman and it does disservice to who everyone that she represents because it's not that clean of a story it's not that you know yes she is uh generous yes she's faithful yes she is but it's not all it's not that easy you know and so uh, it's almost like she uh part of that um the way she's being faithful and the way she's being generous is you know kind of with a religious gun to her head you know and so it's uh it's not a um you know and and then it's but it is kind of spun like it's done out of her own volition but i don't think it's completely it's that simple it is yeah not yeah. yeah, and then let's not forget that first part of the passage, you know, and, and what is the the invitation to self to, to self-reflection as a community about what this might mean for us, right? Um, to be those who like to walk around in long, long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in our congregations and places of honor at banquets, right? Like then I, mean, I, I will confess when they bring me tamales first right when they come out you know at church or mole or something like that i typically don't like stand aside and say hey well you know why don't you i do so i do often but sometimes i'll you know say thank you very much uh, that looks very very good so so but this yeah i mean i think that this is again what's the been the mantra throughout all of mark you know the first shall be last and the last shall be first and this is just you know he's he's you know, giving a few more uh, very, very concrete, hard hitting examples of that is, that's how the economy works of God, right? That's how the economy of God works is the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And, and uh, he's going to keep hammering it until people get it. So. Yes. All right. 
All right, friends. Well, thank you for joining us again. We're really happy, people. I, I felt like I came off angry in this episode, but I'm really a, I'm a happy person, and uh, and I think Francisco is too. So. You want to play REM, shiny happy people? <laughs> uh, but uh, that's it for this week. Uh, you can uh, obviously, if you're listening to us on Facebook, you know we're here. Uh, but you can also find us on uh, any place where you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, share with friends, let them know if this has been useful, helpful for you. We hope it has been. Uh, leave a review, make a comment in uh, on Facebook. We'd love that. And uh, we'd love to engage. So, um, but until next week, we will see you later. Peace. <laughs>